Support for Kyle's Valheim Bulletin is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. If you're like me and you spend your time slaying trolls with terribly unkempt bottom hair in Valheim, you know the importance of a good lawn mowing. And I gotta say, they sent me one of their amazing new lawnmower 4.0s, and I am blown away. Highly recommend it. Why don't you join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you? That's right, you get 20% off and free shipping with the code KVB at manscaped.com. And just in time, Manscaped launched their fourth generation trimmer, the lawnmower 4.0. You heard it right, 4.0. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code KVB, like Kyle's Valheim Bulletin. Unlock your confidence with the new lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. Hello, everybody. Kyle here, and welcome back to my Valheim Bulletin. I am joined here this week by my co-host, Space Unicorn, a.k.a. Amethyst. Amethyst, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good. Glad to hear it. We're going to be talking about some news. We both got in and played Valheim, by the way, straight off the bat. That's a a big note. You, me, and Mac got in. We tried um, some of the mods we mentioned in our previous. We did the Valheim Legends mod, and then... This was a day when the uh, the update actually landed. I think this was just on the 12th or so that we logged in. So some of the things weren't working perfectly. Uh, we had some of the just uh, like the more core mod stuff backfire. So sadly, Space, you and I did not explore better archery in full detail. But I've enjoyed that mod. Did you get a chance to go in after updating anything? or how? I did. I got a chance to update or to build the quiver and see that you could slot three different arrows in there the quick slot function was not working though uh that's what it was I left saw. alt and then one two or three and and that was not uh not working well so i think that's hopefully that gets fixed i think i had us turn off that one mod because it was like i was saying there was like a core feature one that unlocks more of the modding api and that was bork but I love the idea, yeah, being, being able to go, like, use your left alt key plus one, two, or three, and then that would switch between them. Really nice. I, I like to alternate my arrows a ton in Valheim, so better archery or just the idea of adding quivers to the base game, <laughs> I'd put that high up on the list because that's super smart. I like that one. I think it should be base game. The quiver is great. Uh, I think three slots is a is a good amount. Once you get far up enough, the poison bow, I think you get a poison damage with the Draugr type bow um, anyway. So poison needles at that point don't seem to make much sense. But Yeah, you're right. At that point, I go between needle arrows, which you get from the death skeetos. I do mm-hmm. the frost arrows, which I want to say at the farm up in the, in the mountains, you get those, uh, what is it, like a frosty gland from the drakes, I think. And then... Fire obsidian, arrows. Also. Oh, say again, sorry. Obsidian. I believe the frost arrows take obsidian. Oh, that's a good call out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you mine the mine the mountain of all that obsidian. And then the fire arrow is pretty cheap. I want to say that's just like your resin and stuff, I think. So those are usually the ways I go. And then like you mentioned, that Draugr bow gets you a poison damage. I'm very interested to see if we get through base game. I think this is going to be mandatory. But in the meantime, through mods... I'd really like to see more weapons get added to the game. I find in this weird lull time, what I'm lacking is objectives. Objectives being gear goals, 
points of interest to go and like explore or I guess really anything that breaks the monotony. Because the bases that you, me, and, and Mac built up, they're super strong now, right? Like nothing's going to come and bulldoze it out of the blue and we've got all the things we could need portaled to it. So when it comes to achievement focus, I don't know. Where, where do you kind of stand with that space? I believe having a, a a new goal to go chase down would be great. I see there's two uh, visual overhauls for boss two and boss three. So other than to go look at those and kill them again to see what the visual overhaul is, there's no real draw to go do that. But that's an item that could be on a bucket list to go do. Um, yeah. Finding new areas would be neat. The mist zones, I believe it was, or um, I don't know that the Arctic, the pole zones were, they have plans for that. But the the ones that were covered with spider webs and dead looking trees that doesn't have anything in it yet, when that becomes available, that would be something that you'd want to go check out and find out what's going on over there. Oh, um, yes. But, but lacking something like that, you're right, uh, not having a, a stated goal to go do, it is a lot of repetition, you know. Mm -hmm. I guess you can only do spend two days in, in, in game recycling the crops in a large farm for so long before <laughs> you're, you're just done. You're not wrong. <laughs> and, and so in today's episode here, we will be, uh, as, as it says, I'm sure in the title, we'll be talking about the update that came out on May 12th covering these patch notes. And uh, I, I do not to intend to sound critical at all. I, I understand this is a you know huge success thrown on them overnight. But boy, I am ready to be doing some something new. Like I need to break that monotony. These fixes in the patch notes today, I, I hate to say it, unless one of these really, really appeals to you. Uh, I'm doing a terrible job selling this episode. But these these patch notes are not that sexy. I'm I'm going to try and breeze through a couple at a time, maybe, Space. I'll maybe read off, like, three or so. And then we can sure. go through and talk about, like, what's a real standout. Um, but anyway, I, I'm looking at this this article here on DualShockers.com. They broke it out for us with a couple other pieces of news. So the May 12 update includes a fix to smelters. Uh, issues when a very long time has passed since visiting. It sounds like you would need 10,000 days to pass to run into this potential issue. There is a 30-second pre-world say oh pre-world save warning added, meaning whenever the world is going to save, uh, which can space was explaining this to me. I didn't understand it first, but whenever I was hosting the game and I would get a lag spike during a save window, um, this will now give us a warning about it. We've also got stone stair physics fixes coming in and inventory green screw. Oh, I'm sorry. Inventory screen gamepad focus fix. So right off the bat there, space saving some of those visual updates for a second. What are those four really appeals to you? I think that world saves may be my biggest. The world saves been the most useful. And I, I know I do uh, also have a critical eye looking at this game, but I do. I mean, I understand it's brand new, just mm -hmm. came out. You know, they had 5 million people get the game in the, in the first few months. And and so there's not a lot. And I completely understand that. Granted, I still spend maybe an hour or two in the game when I log on multiple times a week. So it's not like I'm not playing mm -hmm. and I'm not mundanely building a village on the side of the mountain somewhere. Um, I love it. It's I love the, the way it builds. I am really looking forward to the advancement of it over the next year and, and giving us new things to do, though. And so I, I look for that. 
out of the first four, I'm going to go with the pre-world save warning has been the most useful. It's uh, helpful if I'm going into combat and that comes up. I take a pause and make sure I'm situated for combat and then I'll go into it because I don't really want to miss swings and stuff in, in combat or miss, miss my strikes because of a lag spike. For sure. Um, it also makes me pause and make sure my stamina regens before I go into combat because I'm notorious for running in oh. and not having enough stamina to swing the sword when you get there. <laughs> that's a that's an interesting call out that I yeah I've been I was uh, that was a very interesting one to watch when playing with the the legends mod that adds in all the classes. I, I should have talked about it a little bit more, but uh, in exploring that mod, you get to play priests and druids and all that. Just like the current in-game system, it uses your stamina, but sometimes those spells cost a large chunk of stamina bar. So I was um, taking some punches to the face while figuring that stuff out, and that was that was pretty great. I, I wanted to talk about this this other one that I, I glossed over, but as we're sitting here talking, stone stair physics fix. I there's no more specifics to that. Is that having to do with the stone stairs? like actually not working when you're building with it is my interpretation. I, I don't remember any issues when walking over it like you get with some of the other ladders. Yeah, I, I'm not sure either. I, I do know that working with the stone stairs placement, or any stairs for that matter, sometimes the ground would, would stick in out of it. Oh. You know, the, yeah. the way the dirt would lay. Uh, and sometimes that's useful. If you bring the dirt up a little higher, you can make it a smoother transition from the ground to the stairs and not get hung up on the little ledge, which only matters when you're like running out of stem. Overburdened, I should say, uh, is the word. But I, I don't really know what was wrong with the stairs. A lot of this stuff I've, I didn't experience. And that's, to me, I, 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 I don't know that I've been in the game 10,000 days to experience a smelter issue. You know, nope. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the stone stairs. That was the problem. Same with the gamepad focus yeah. fix issue. I don't I don't play with a gamepad. So to those out there with one, I, I really hope that was a meaningful change to everyone. Uh, in our next little couple here, we got a large creature visual overhaul applying to the trolls, boss two and boss three. Trolls got a ragdoll material fix. Ooh, harpoons got a mechanics overhaul. I think they needed that. And then engine updated with stability improvements. So um, maybe working my way back on this list. Great. Glad to hear there's engine updates. That's always awesome. Valheim's been pretty stable for me, though, as is, as a game goes. I Gosh, for an alpha game or whatever, when I first started, it has crashed very few times on me. Sorry to jinx myself in advance, but have you ever run into any big stability I've issues on your side? I've only crashed it when modding. Same. So Same. It's pretty stable. I mean, there's not a lot to it yet, so... Agreed there as well. Knock on wood or... Yeah, and we'll talk about a little bit of that too when we get to a, one of the mods later that I want to call out because I found one here on uh, some PC Gamers N or something. PC Games N has a, a Valheim mod that turns the map into World of Warcraft's Azeroth, and I think that's really, really cool. Um, I, I want to get into what sort of stuff that could bring through. But quickly, mechanics overhaul to the harpoon. I have not played with that, so I'm curious, but I do remember it was really really silly like when you were trying to throw it it just had like a very broken effect to it at the time so maybe some of that got fixed have you played with that at all space i'm guessing no but 
No, I've not seen the the harpoon fix. I I hope it's kind of cosmetic and targeting. Yeah, I really hope you can still harpoon a um, a livestock animal and drag it home. Like I hope that's still a possibility. Uh, that's been more effective for us to get like a two star pig or the starred pigs was to stab them and bring them home rather than try to lure them with the food. It seemed to be more effective to do it that way. Oh, for and, uh, sure. Hopefully, hopefully that still works. So I, I'd like to look at it and and take a look at uh, how the harpoon's working. And then that's I'm... There's a good call out right there too, that that's something that could definitely use some fixing up. Minecraft has a pretty decent way of luring animals going on. You know, I, I, I don't mind that system over there where you hold some food in your, your character's hand and, and the animals usually follow along as long as it's out. I mean, their leashing can break. But this game system where you're supposed to, like, be dropping food and, like, kind of breadcrumbing them along uh, and, like, kind of winning them over in the process or something, that seems really hard. I, I don't know... I'm a, I assume the harpoon is the default way to do it for everyone, but <laughs> I would like a leash if we could for when we have friendly animals that we want to move, especially with wolves and stuff. Uh, a leash would be wonderful so we don't have to like harpoon our friendly dogs. Oh, if you wanted to move your tame animal. Yeah. So if you're trying to, if you're trying to, you built a new farm for your pigs area and you want to get them to go from one place to the other, you have a leash. And if you could take them through doors, that would be great because they don't. They do have they, some issues there, huh? They, they're afraid of the doors. I think that's to keep them out of your houses naturally. Oh. But if they're the tame animals, I, I don't know. But I always have trouble trying to get them through doors. Even if they're leashed with the harpoon, they don't want to go through the door or the gates. I've so. seen that. You're very right about that. There is an issue there. Uh, hmm. Uh, well, I guess that whole... so. Maybe we'll see improvements to that coming with the Hearth and Home update. I, I would argue that livestock does start to fall under that. I, I could see that being a huge boon. I think the taming system in the game is wonderful. I'm so glad they have that in there as a, a placeholder. You know, I, I don't mind if it changes shape. I'm pretty okay with the taming mechanic as it is of feeding them food and letting them go. That That works for me. Uh, but I, I love how that system could be scaled up with just new animals added in the future and what kind of farms you could make, what kind of defenses you could make. Having those wolves tamed is a pretty nice one, although the poor death skeetos just pluck them to death. That's so sad to watch. <laughs> and yeah. Space's farmhouse thing in the mountains or the mountain plains. Rough life. I think we needed to get a, a starred wolf is what we needed. We need to breed the starred wolves and see if that gets, see if their hit points is high enough to take a hit from a death skeeto. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. The higher the stars. So if, yeah, so the higher the stars, the better the loot from them. But also I believe they have, yeah, definitely higher HP and probably also their attack too. So maybe they could stand to, to defend themselves. Although if they can't bite at the mosquito, the death skeeto, then Rock that's out. a problem. Right. Like, I'm not sure if they can if they can attack them. I would think you'd be able to because you can swing a sword at them when the, if you time it just right and get them. You know, yeah. It's uh, well, here becomes actually a really effective way to kill them is when they're pa they're pay attention to the pathing. And when they come in to stab you, you, you'd be the first to hit. This is where I think we could use our leashes, too, because what I see is that the wolves at 
that base are not ideal just because of the death Skeeto threat. It would be ideal to put them on a boat and take them somewhere uh, to one of our other cities, right? Breed them there as well. However, that is uh, just a slight pain in the butt. I've seen some really cute workarounds. I did myself put a wolf on a boat, but I think it became a problem as soon as it saw an enemy it jumped off the boat and then it was like did it, did it leap out of the boat <laughs> yeah again if there was a leash uh that problem should be fairly non-existent if he leaps out i guess he would trail behind like uh serpent food or something like that which yeah. is uh, also that's an interesting way can we lure sea serpents by just like harpooning a poor goblin and dragging him through the water could i Use him as bait. Oh, you want to go see serpent fishing yeah. with, with <laughs> goblin bait? But I don't know. Anything. I did see the the video. This guy he had the improvise adapt overcome tag on it, and it was he was holding a wagon and either had been harpooned by the person on the boat or had harpooned them, and was basically skiing with a wagon attached to them behind the boat. To drag more cargo to to like double the size of the (laughs) cargo run. That is hilariously fun. Oh, depending on what you got in the wagon, that's that's pretty ballsy. I mean, if 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 it uh, if it doesn't make it, (laughs) well, it it, I you you're first of all totally right. That sounds like an oopsie doopsie, but they will float. I hope right when they break. I think those little packages will float there for you to pick them up. I I think there's some, I think so. And that was one of the so that was one of the patch notes from a while back. Is that uh, the the loot and the broken up things was supposed to float? I remember. Maybe, seeing I don't that, remember. Yeah. I don't remember how much of it. Though I think it said something about boss loot, though, so I'm not. Oh, that's true. They did make it so boss loot floated, but I thought other stuff did too. I I know that when a boat breaks, most of its inventory will float. I feel like everything should float because we can't dive in the game, and that makes for some really strange losing situations where, like, clearly in real life, you could just put your head underwater for two seconds and grab it. But, I can see those 80 bronze nails, but I can't get them. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, wow, it's just one foot further than I can reach in this very safe, very crystal clear water where there's no enemies, but I cannot reach down there. So there's probably a workaround around that. Somebody has figured out mm. that if you use these sloped roofs, oh. you can push yourself underwater. That sounds terrible. I mean, Isn't I it? respect them. Isn't That's a good respect. That sounds horrible. They were trying to figure out how to make foundations for their, their platform, for their dock area. Uh-huh. And they figured out that if you put the slanted roofs down as far as you can see, you can use that to push yourself onto the seabed floor. Um, I'm looking to, like, hire an intern who has time to do that for me whenever I, like... <laughs> Anyone want like a free job when I call you? I'm like, oh, my brass nails are falling. So you really don't have to lose we'll your 80 brass nails. 30 you minutes. Have to, to... You have to build a contraption to go down there to get it. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I, mm, I I guess my solution is that probably all items should somewhat float. Or I, I think this would be so much harder to work into the system. But something about, I, I don't know, that if it's in the water that you can like click further down like your your grab distance is i'm not sure and i don't know if they plan on adding water like swimming into the game 
Uh, Let me would... fish it out. You gave us fishing rods, didn't they? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, fishing rods also. I'd be curious to get listener feedback because those did not play well when I gave a fishing rod to our team the first those time. Those didn't hit for you? Well, <laughs> I think I gave them to Mac thinking they'd hit for her and like we were not fishing. There was very minimal fish coming in when I first found those. I don't think I ever caught a fish, honestly. Like I tried, I don't, but I don't think I ever successfully I have did that. either. No, I want to say I haven't. So <laughs> there we stand, total, total fishing <laughs> noobs. But We're like, wait, are there fish, or is there just a fishing rod and bait, and there's no fish? <laughs> but now I'm like really curious. Are we going to be able to swim in this game? Because usually, I've I've heard people talk. I don't know if this is true, but I have heard that when a game has a swimming mechanic that's usually added in right away because it's one of the core features, you know, of mobility in the game. And then if they decide not to, they being game developers, um, that it's like really, it can be much harder to add that in later. So it makes me wonder, are we playing a game with sailing that doesn't plan to add dive on your character? I feel hmm. like, like I get it dev wise, but I do feel like that's a mistake. Yeah. I would agree that that would be a mistake for me if they're not going to have diving as a possibility, even if it's another key, right? Like you have another key that allows you to make the diving maneuver. And at that point, you are now underwater. And oh, you have sure. to control. Make sure you don't break the horizon again, because as soon as you break the horizon, you're no longer diving. You're now surface swimming. You got to rehit the dive key to go back down. That would be great. I could do that. That's fine. It if, does add a lot of dimension to the game by giving you all these additional areas you can go dive down to and die. Because uh, <laughs> now air is a problem. But yeah, every game I seem to have played that doesn't have that planned ahead, it never gets added afterwards. Yeah, I'm curious. I, I, Because I, that's what I've seen and that's what I've kind of heard. And it makes total sense to me that that would be like a core component if it doesn't come at launch. It's kind of beating a dead horse to add it in later. So, uh, but it does, again, it feels bizarre to me that we spend so much time at sea in this game and yet so little of it could be recoverable. Now, um, I know we're not done with these notes. So let, let me see here. I'm just visually looking them over. I did want to say that I haven't yet personally gone and seen the troll boss number two or boss number three's updates in game, but I've seen these pictures of them. Um, the troll, you and I were joking, we couldn't terribly tell the difference of the troll model. I don't mean to be disrespectful. I, it just didn't look terribly different to me in the before and after. I can see some of its hair got changed around, but um, that seems to be the number one for me. I think there's like a couple of other visual, like some texture updates there. Uh, did you see the the other one though, Space, the, the, the goopy nightmare trophy one here? No, I have not. Oh, let me link this to you really quickly. I'll put this in the voice chat yeah. that's right there. But, I see they also did uh, Draugr Archer visual fixes. Uh, yeah. And other, other issues. I'd never had the crafting station get destroyed while I was using it. That would be annoying. So I guess I'm glad that's fixed because I don't want to have that happen. No. Although a crafting station is what? Seven pieces or ten pieces of however many pieces of wood. It's not hard to put back, but it would be annoying. Ooh, this this one is actually kind of a big one here. Creature group spawning adjusted to avoid spawning over total limit in some cases. I, I, did we experience that? Like, is that some of the... That's probably a reason we died on a couple occasions here and there, 
is yeah. us questing as a group. Like, especially, I think, I wonder if this is hyper-focused to the swamp. The swamp is very easy to get overwhelmed in because, I don't know, they just, Draugr, skeletons, I've easily encountered like eight plus people on the regular in the swamp at one time. Kind of curious if it has to do with that number. I don't actually know what the local number is for a player, like how many creatures. Yeah, the swamp did seem to be one of the most active places. Oh, that's, I mean, the plains, yeah. The plains was a really tough place, and occasionally, uh, one time we went to go raid the goblin village, and, and it was there was a lot of, of goblins coming, and I don't know that we experienced this overspawn. But the swamp itself, like, really felt like it was, it had some overspawn, so... It was, it was a dangerous place. When you got to go to the swamp level and you went to go there, it was that was the big step, I think. That was a big jump from the Black Forest. Huge. And that I, I think that one, that is a good conversation for us to have in probably like maybe next week or so we could do that, is talk about the, the scaling there between the zones as they currently are. Because I thought that was overly brutal going to the swamp. Don't get me wrong, I had a ton of fun there. But it was a real punch in the face, uh, even as compared to going higher than that. Because when we left the swamp to go up to the snow zone, that felt to me, okay, those wolves bit hard. Maybe, but okay, the wolves bit hard in the snow zone, but they were a lot easier to manage because you just had a lot less mobs coming at you at a time. And I wonder- A lot more open space. And the swamp, as soon as you get into the water, not only are you wet and you got the region- debuff for stamina it you move sluggishly slow in that water as well and if you have to swim for like half of a step you know that's not good in a fight (laughs) and you get your leeches so that's gross too uh i think this is kind of we're getting towards the end i'll just call out a couple more Mm -hmm. they updated their credits uh localization updates you mentioned the fix the crafting station you mentioned the draugr visuals I mentioned the engine. So, so that actually kind of brings this one to a close. Again, those were the, what, May 12th updates that were in there. Um, Indeed. So pretty, pretty good. I'm happy with what we see. Uh, but they, they end this article by saying, what details do we have on Hearth and Home? Not a huge amount. We know it's going to be revamping the base building and the crafting system, as well as a few other bits and pieces. But beyond that, Iron Gate haven't shared a lot. So that's... Uh, Again, wrapping this piece up, we'll have, if you want to go check this out yourself from DoleShockers.com, we'll have that in the patch notes, or uh, sorry, in our podcast notes there. But moving on, looking at this Valheim mod turns WoWs, or turns it into WoWs Azeroth. This one, I really want to spin this up. I'm going to go ahead and read this one from PC Game 10. It says, the Valheim of Warcraft mod transforms the world of Iron Gate survival game into Azeroth, including all the standard I- uh, lands of WoW 9.0, Outland and Shadowlands are missing from now, but if you've got Eastern Kingdoms, Kalimdor, uh, Azure Myth Isle, Northrend, Wandering Isle, Pandaria, Broken Isle, and more. I can't believe that's all in there. That's a ton of content. That's me saying that for a sec. It goes back on to say the uh, overall landmass had to be shrunken somewhat to fit it all in. But other than that, you should find most of Azeroth's corners intact. Timeless Isles is the starting point. And the Ekther altars are already widely available for traveling about the place. There's also routes for Zeppelin ships and deep run trams. And then they go on to explain how you can install it. 
So I am really in love with this idea. I'm a guy that likes World of Warcraft. I used to play it a ton back in the day, but haven't I failed to get back into it recently. Uh, I, I still love the idea of them actually making a map to suit the theme, because this is the stuff that will keep me playing in the future when people are adding in all these worlds to explore that are unique and specific. This definitely looks interesting. I'm, like, I'm in love with the idea that this exists, too. You know, that, yeah. that, that we'll, we'll take the effort and the time as people to keep ourselves engaged and entertained with a video game during its development. And and I know this isn't like an entirely new concept and thing. It's been going on for a while, but it still is just delightful that this is a, it's a user interactive. And, and that's that's uh, even though you're not the dev, if you're a mod dev, you're, you're doing some stuff. You're creating some things for people to enjoy. And that's just neat. I love that. I agree. And uh, it seems like their team does, too. Like, it seems like. Well, the one article closes out saying, actually, it's this one. You read that out where it says modding is really starting to take off in Valheim with modders uh, turning it into a 1,000 person MMO, uh, letting you ride the locks. I need to play that mod. And they go on to have some other stuff with the the roadmap. But hold on. What's this link to this 1,000 player MMO set up in there? Right. And I just looked, just saw that. I was like, oh, hmm. I'm being a terrible pot. Well, I'm sorry to the people at home. I'm just like going through the article, like as I'm seeing it, but I didn't click on this before. It doesn't look like a ton of detail, but yeah, maybe we'll put this one in there as well. This piece came out in April 21 from uh, PC games and Valheim players have been quick to make the Viking survival game their own since it hit steam early access early this year. We've seen heaps of mods that take it into different directions. Ooh, a Diablo-like loot mod encourages you to play like a dungeon crawler while Magic Mod makes it like Skyrim. Is that the one we're doing? No, there's another Magic Mod out there. I yeah, mean, we're using Legends. This one might be an interesting one to try, too. Um, so this one looks like you could make your full eight abilities or your full eight action bar buttons up there into their own spells. So it goes by... Skyheim, Valheim, Magic. Dang. Interesting. Dang, they got Frostbolt. Looks like it's going to be a while before this this will be uh, fully developed into something, but uh, it's interesting that they're doing that. They're, they're In order to do this, they have to move the structure. Of, they have to change the structure of how the game functions because we, as the player, we handle all the computations and stuff, and setting it up for this thousand-person MMO style, they would have to have the server run all of that. And that's fundamentally different from how this game was structured. Agreed. Yeah, that's interesting. I will, I will, I will be very interested to hear about the development of that thousand person MMO variant. See if that's, I mean, I've seen Minecraft MMOs that were great. I played the one they had like, Oh, I'm not going to be able to remember the name now, but I played it and I liked it. It was really big. Lots of player base, very fun. So this one could be very similar, and I, I'm interested. I also am interested in trying this Diablo-like loot one they're talking about. Oh, that mod's gone, or has changed names or something, but oops. Dead link. Anyway, back to what we were saying. The uh, Azeroth one, I'm in love with the concept. Sounds like they're going to add a lot to it, like potentially Zeppelin routes and other stuff, maybe. I, I, I don't know what the limitation is of modding within Valheim yet. And I guess... I guess other people are figuring that out, too, as we speak. Good time to, to Valheim. Yeah. 
Okay, and also one last note on that. They said that, yeah, it's, uh, they list open battlegrounds, adding more cosmetic aspects, building more World of Warcraft-esque villages and landmarks to enhance the overall vibe. Or, uh, overall vibe. Great. Love it. Cool. Check that one off my list and put it onto my uh, future watch list because I'm, I'm in on that. I want to try this one where we can ride locks as well. <laughs> That's... I think love one of the... to ride the locks into battle or just oh, wherever. That would be cool. Riding things actually needs to be part of the game. We need a horse or something. Very strongly around. agree. Get around the island. Like, it's a distance. And then a horse that you can attach to the cart even, maybe? like Yes. And I'm thinking, like, you could train your, your, your cart donkey or whatever and just send it back to the village. <laughs> <laughs> well, this starts to open up. Do we have any other things we want to talk about today? Because maybe that would be a good parting one. Let me just check our our little to-do list. I think we hit them all. I think we did too. Yeah. I, okay, so I will say, as we're continuing the conversation about maps, we'll kind of wrap up here in the next 10 or so minutes. But to say, with maps, uh, I really hope we get more diversity in that as well. Because the way it's set up, at least in the random gen of it just being all those different little like islands all over the place. I think that takes away again from the exploration idea because everywhere's just seems to be universal. There's some snow up what to the north there's snow and to the south. I think there's like firelands or something, but it's um, yeah, it's just, I think it, we need variation. I think continents would add a lot to the game. At least continents would then emphasize the, the, use of being on the coast versus deep inland, you'd start to see a little differentiation. I think in that place, mounts would become even more important in a good way. Because right yeah. now, I'm thinking like, what if you run your mount to the one side of the island and then it's done and then you just run to the other side of the island and then what do you do? Do you put it on a boat? How does this work? Maybe. Well, I, I suppose you drag it onto the big boat with your leash that we, we've also invented <laughs> for the game, tie it to the center mast and sail across and head off and uh, mount mount up and ride off again. I would like to see some some points of interest so that, you know, there's an island out there somewhere with a, a ruined castle of something or weather or whatever, but there's a point to going to it, not just someone to find random pre-gen ruins like this is a, an actual point of interest and that opens up the uh, you know the uh, ability to have little side questy things to go do when you when you have these points of interest and yeah i i fully agree i i will be really excited to see again if we're getting anything swimming related in the future i'm not one way or the other on on needing it i don't feel like i need to swim but i do feel like it would be a miss in a game with so heavily oceaned I feel like points of interest and more diverse map space on its own would just add a lot to this game as it as it continues to develop. And then, yeah, I think for right now, I mean, we've definitely identified some issues that that come into play when when it looks at um bringing back animals, taming them, and general animal husbandry. Also, the fire issues that hasn't been fixed yet, has it? Where where the animals are afraid of fire is that still a thing, space? I believe they're still afraid of fire. Uh, from what I could tell last time I had, it was around the animals. They, they were afraid of fire. Uh, the radius of it, <clears throat> at least it shows you when you're in a uh, range of fire, it would have a little fire icon that would tell you that you're in range of the campfire, which gives you an idea of where to put your animal pens. Yeah. 
It's the same thing, though, when you're hunting them in the wild to tame them. If you spook them first, you might as well give up. Well, I mean, or get them to chase you and then trap them in a pen until you can tame them. But if you're actually trying to tame the boar, Mm -hmm. you can't frighten it. And that's very difficult to do is to keep it from getting frightened. Just like when you get them back to base, if you're penning them too close to the fire and they're becoming frightened, they're not in the taming process when they're frightened. Those two are not, they're mutually exclusive. So you can't be both afraid and being tamed. It definitely needs some tweaks. The hearth and home probably will address some of that, I would think, I would hope. Uh, Big fingers crossed. I, I think that would be the appropriate place to do that. Um, again, we know we're going to get monsters and stuff later this year. We know that on their roadmap, at least that's when I say, we know talking and referencing the roadmap they have out there. We know that after hearth and home, we're looking at some more combat stuff. So, um, building, uh, and, and I think that's kind of where a lot of these micro hot fixy things have also been aimed at as like keeping the life at home a little bit more stable, fixing the physics behind certain blocks and like changing those sort of mechanics, things with terrain, which are huge and really detrimental to the the CPU processor side. I'm really, really happy to see all of that. And I'm really happy to see the modding community kicking up to try and fix it. We should at some point do a dive through the mod list as it continues to expand, see if we can find some other good ones. Because I don't know, there might be ones out there that help us with animal husbandry. Or I, We also, we ran across one that did start to add custom monsters into the game, but I don't think it's fully complete at last check didn't seem to work for me i think it was called like like triple r or something monster and they had a lot of like sub mods that needed to be added to enable it but i i I couldn't tell that it was working but someone is out there right now adding in extra monsters into the game and my fingers are crossed we get some of those soon uh the class mod that we played with the valheim legends was great in my mind i really liked it but i didn't know what to test it against so in the future we look forward to more combat. Anything else you want Indeed. to drop in this one space? Or are we good to wrap it up for this week? I think this was great. I think I think we're good to wrap it up. Let's do it. Let's get out of here. Folks, thank you for listening. Um, I saw a, uh, a five-star review, and I'm so sorry I don't have the name in front of me, but they did say, thank you for making the shows, or they were looking at us making the shows longer and like that idea. So thank you. Glad people are digging it. Uh, I hope everyone's having as fun of time listening as we are recording them. We're... we're eagerly awaiting getting new stuff as you can tell if you want to join us in the meantime though we're on gilded that's gilded.gg forward slash rpn like revelator podcast network and uh, over there we're gaming most of the time playing seven days to die a little bit of alheim a little bit of other things on occasion uh, stellaris as well got the stellaris emergency broadcast it's one of the podcasts that i do i need to we actually just did a new episode today so there's a new one up there talking about some of the post-Nemesis changes, if you play that game. Might note if you're a, a Paradox interactive player. But uh, that's up there. Also, if you'd like to become a member on the website, looking to do some bonus content for this. So become a member, get your unique role in Gilded, get exclusive content up on the website. That is getting fleshed out very, very, very well. Oh, and this is also, you probably will hear it at the top of the episode, but I can announce that I'm courting the very first sponsor for the podcast network and courting it through the show. We got the um, code set up here a few weeks ago. But uh, KVB, when people were checking out Manscaped, if you're interested in any personal grooming tools, they sent me uh, a razor in the mail, one of their their brand new one. It's called the Lawnmower 4.0. It's 
It's a very nice rechargeable. Just uses like your like a USB connector and it is super freaking solid. So highly, highly recommend. I know that KVB code will get you 20% off and it'll get you free shipping. But more than that, you're helping us build a great relationship with a brand because we are in the, like I said, courting phase and um, we're trying to hit a certain sales goal. So if you're interested, pick it up. Know that you're helping the network and know that you're actually getting a really solid product from my own personal review here. Really, really dig it. So thank you to everyone that has made that possible. Huge thank you to all of you, to Space for joining us on the show here. Space, thank you a ton for joining me on these new weekly editions. And um, oh, my last thing, sorry to cut you off on that. But my last thing to share really briefly is to say that I'll be moving in July. So look out for some some changes there when it comes to scheduling. Interruptions and pauses. And thank you very much for having me. This has been a pleasure. Thank you. I, it's so great to have you on here. I'm glad I'm not talking to myself anymore. And you and I always talk all the time. So we will get this all uh, squared away. And again, I, I'd love to promise people a more stable schedule. But now that I realize I'm like looking at packing and moving in something like, I think it's about six weeks I'm looking at uh, really realistically is when I'll actually notice the change. Like that's when the boxes will be here and the computers and stuff will be starting to break down. But in that short of time, I got to, you know, get U-Haul stuff all lined up. So I do apologize if if there's a delay in any episodes to our listeners. But at least, you know, in the meantime, Valheim's chugging along. They're doing their thing. And uh, yeah, we'll be doing our best to pop in here on the weekly. So Space, thank you again. You stay safe. Everyone out there listening, we need to keep tuning in. Go check out the network. And we'll talk to you all very, very soon. Bye-bye. Are you enjoying listening to the Revelator Podcast Network? Support this show and others by going to revelatornetwork.com. We've got five shows and growing with Chaos and Shadow, Pagan's Witchy Corner, Kyle's Communist Book Club, Kyle's Valheim Bulletin, and Stellaris Emergency Broadcast. We've got something covered for the occult lovers, the gamers, and soon to be many, many more. Make sure you subscribe to that blog while you're there. Don't miss out on our newsletter if you become a member. We're doing ad-free feeds, bonus audio episodes, member badges, and roles on our exclusive Gilded server. Find everything you need at revelatornetwork.com.